the Blaze Radio Network. On demand. It is Pat and Stu. I'm Pat, that's uh, Stu. Hi. And over there is the blob. Yuck. Uh, uh, the, the, the plaid blob. The plaid blob so we've described. named. I actually really Jenny. like that shirt. That's very colorful for me. Yeah, Jeffy. very it's, colorful. Uh, Thank you. Unlike you. What, what happened? Was there, a, was there an incident? Was there it's a, a gift? A gift yeah. from? Somebody from? said, hey, wear this. <laughs> it's actually a nice looking shirt. So uh, Father's, Father's Day? I don't know. You don't know. So, okay. All right. So, why would we, you know, probe for details on something? That, I mean, I just, I'm happy you didn't steal it. <laughs> really, that's all I'm looking for. Right? Congratulations. Which we don't really know for a fact. No, you, you do not. It was a gift so from you do Nordstrom. Not. <laughs> yeah. It was a gift to myself from Nordstrom Belks. without paying. <laughs> so uh, we were kind of talking about this in the break uh, as we were doing our, our lengthy walkover. And if you happen to go to uh, Instagram, uh, the, the world of uh, wonderful world of stew page on Instagram, you saw... The tragic uh, commute we have to make every single day in between shows. You can check that out if you want to go check it Is out. Is that from last week? Yeah, because uh, we commute's walk. even tougher uh, right now. Mm-hmm. It's gotten even more grueling. So it has. Yeah, it has. As you know, I mean, we we don't like to brag about what we go through every day, but uh, I mean, we just barely make it. I don't know how we do it. I, like I, I t- no? you know, to no me, one I does. Think we're he- do I think we're heroes? Yeah, but. I don't know. <laughs> You might not. We, we don't like to say it all the time. Other yeah. people say it about us all yeah, the like, time. We're the type of people that when we meet Navy but. SEALs, they call us heroes. Yeah. That's the way. It, whatever. I mean, you know, it's not why I do it. You know, it's, uh, I uh, mean, it's true, but it's not why we do it. Speaking I of which, I saw a... Uh, <laughs> I, 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 it may surprise you to know that I watch the NFL Network from time to time. <laughs> no, that doesn't Boy, surprise what? me. <laughs> In fact, that's my go-to channel, really. Uh, let's see what's on that, and then uh, if there's nothing intriguing, which is almost never. It's almost always intriguing to me on the NFL Network. Oh. But anyway, they, they, had the, uh, uh, they have this segment called A Football Life, if you're not familiar with it. And they f- show you the life of some football player or coach and what they've gone through and, and uh, kind of who they were. And they featured Pat Tillman. Uh, mm. And, you know, you talk about a hero. Talk about a guy who really put his principles where his mouth was and went out on a limb. A guy who was offered uh, a five-year contract for almost $10 million from the Rams turned that down because, he, uh, because of his loyalty to the Cardinals. 
And then the Cardinals offered him uh, $3.6 million over, over uh, three years. So he was going to make you know $1.2 million a year. Instead, he said, no, don't worry about me. Called his agent, said, don't worry about me. I'm going to do something else. And the other thing he did was join the Army Rangers. And uh, so, you know, you talk about a hero label. And he, he always said, I'm not a hero. I'm just trying to do what everybody else is. So many others have put their lives on the line for. And then, of course, he's killed by friendly fire. Just really a horrific story. And you're welcome. Uh, for me bringing it up. Well, that's an uplifting start to the program. Yeah, isn't it though? Uh, hey, uh, heroes, they die sometimes. And it's <laughs> terrible. It is. All right, good to see you. But what, I mean, he was an incredible guy. He's just, uh, yeah. uh, he had really strong convictions. And I didn't realize this, but he went on, it was his second tour that, where he got killed. He'd already been on a tour, had come home, and then apparently didn't want to go back because he didn't understand what we were doing in Iraq. And uh, uh, his... His brother's been pretty vocal, too, since he died about mm-hmm. not being a fan of the war, yeah. not being a fan of the, of the administration pushing uh, their agenda. Well, it was a sad ending, too, because they sort of seemingly initially indicated he was killed in combat. Yeah. Um, not only far- that, but heroically. Yeah. Like, yeah. he went to save guys and took 16 Taliban with him. I mean, they made up this whole elaborate story. Yeah. And then, oh, okay, well, no, none of that was true. He got shot by one of his guys. Oh, yeah, it, was a, it was an ugly end of that, um, obviously. But he was, you know, it doesn't take anything away from him, obviously. He was no. uh, quite the. He was uh, something else. Yeah, he really was. Especially to give stuff like that up. I mean, I, yeah. I, I, you know, I have trouble giving up, you know, an extra sandwich at lunch. Yeah. You know, obviously. In fact, I don't see. know that I've ever done that. I don't know that I've ever given up. Yeah, I was talking sandwich. about in theory if I ever had. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, to be able I mean, to give up. even a bite of a sandwich, mm-hmm. you're. It's, you're kind of asking a lot. Yeah, Jeffy, did you want to chime in on this particular topic? Because, I mean, I know. I'm not, I'm not in training now. I know exactly what you're saying. But when you're in training, obviously, as. You are restraint. I mean, that is when I think yeah. of you, I think of restraint. Well, he is a couple of things. He's fashion and he is restrained. <laughs> fashion is, is proving to be true today with his yeah, very nice it shirt. His very nice, colorful shirt. Uh, and then uh-huh. you are restraint, which, uh, well, you. <laughs> His restraining orders, I think, is actually what, it, what that means. Oh, that's, it, yes. that's what it is. Yes, that's, yes, what, that's it is. what I was. We were a little confused. I get there. a little confused. So we're talking about the Supreme Court so anyway. a little bit. That's what led into this conversation. A bunch of stuff came down in the Supreme Court today. Um, some of it good, some of it bad. To kind of boil it down, there's going to be a gay cake Supreme Court case that's coming up. The cake uh, is gay? In October. The cake is actually it's gay. It's a same-sex cake. Uh, so the cake, uh, yes, the cake <laughs> is definitely gay. Um, we know and this, I would think this Baker case, even though it's the one in Colorado and not about the ones in Oregon, it would have to affect them too, right? You'd you would think, think so. so. A Supreme uh, Court ruling like that should change what they went through because they had to wind, they wound up having to pay the couple. I think they paid them one hundred and thirty-seven thousand to the state, and then the state gave it to the the gay couple. Something to that effect. I don't effect. know if it would retroactively. It um, should. I mean, it sucks it for them, sure really. It should. Um, but I would think it would at least affect everything going forward. Now, look, this is a, you know, it has literally nothing to do with whether you, uh, where you stand on issues like gay marriage or anything else. This is the, we all know that there are a hundred examples of where this would not be put out. The the Nazi um, cake is the easiest one. A Jewish baker would not be forced to make a Nazi cake. We all realize that. Now you say, well, you're comparing gay people to Nazis. No, we're not. We're saying, should a person who is actually engaging in an art, 
Okay, decorating a cake is absolutely an art, mm -hmm. an art form. Mm -hmm. um, if someone who is, and this is kind of how this case seemingly went forward in Colorado, which was he was, he, I think he actually referred to himself as a cake artist. Okay, so if you're a painter, should someone be able to come to you and say, hey, you know what, I want a really pro Donald Trump or a really pro Nazi cake? Can you make? Or, They'd uh, never make him do that. They would never make an artist do this ever. It would be insanity. It's just this one, like, for whatever reason, this one particular thing has, has wound its way through the courts. And because, I don't know, I mean, it, it, it really feels like there's nothing legal about these rulings. It's just all about, hey, our feelings are we should be really nice to gay people. Well, we should be really nice to gay people. We should. That's absolutely true. It's got nothing to do with the law, but it's absolutely true. Mm -hmm. We should all be very nice to gay people, just like we should be nice to straight people and every other person you meet. With the exception of Jeffy, you should always be nice to everyone that you meet. The issue here is not about that. It's about the, the legality of it. And the legality is clear. You should not be forced to write a word that you don't want to write. Can you imagine if you go to an author and said, I, I, am, I would like to uh, get a, a pro-Donald Trump book and you went to a liberal author. And they were like, And they were saying to themselves, uh, well, no, you know what? I, yeah, I'm absolutely going to We're write. about to comment on I the breathing gonna, of, there's uh, a breathing of, was of one Jeff Fisher. You're, well, you're typing. It wasn't us. So, it was you. <laughs> it was you. Okay. We all know it was you. I could see you breathing. I could hear it. The point here is, let's have we go to Pat Gray. Pat Gray, mm -hmm. uh, a, a well-established author, has a huge mm -hmm. following on Facebook where he posts uh, three, four, five times a day. Uh, lengthy essays on Facebook. That's not much of a stretch to think it'd be that way because no. I'm yeah, so diligent. Yeah, you are you so know? diligent. But I mean, uh, Pat, uh, you're an author. Uh, you've been mm -hmm. uh, a, a co-author on New York Times best-selling books. <laughs> If I came to you right now and said, you know what, mm -hmm. I want to commission a book about Nancy Pelosi. Mm -hmm. I need you to write some words about how great she is and how wonderful she is. Of course you'd say no to that because it's not in, it's, forget even the religious part of this. Mm -hmm. You would, should not be forced to do anything writing that you don't want to do. Um, and you might say, well, what about what a black person wants that? Well, you know what? It's the, the issue here is the actual expression of art. Okay, you should not be you should not have to be forced to be commissioned to uh, to uh, to perform art that you don't want to do. That's a very clear mm -hmm. First Amendment case. And that's what they're trying to do here. And it's that argument. First Amendment case. Religious freedom is also uh, involved in that case. On the other side is we should be nice to gay people. Which we should absolutely be nice to gay people. It's just not a legal argument. It's, what's happening here are not even legal arguments anymore. Um, and, you know, if we, we can go down these roads a million different ways, and we have. Um, the issue here, I guess, is what's interesting from our perspective is, A, what's Gorsuch going to do? I think that's a, a, an interesting part of this. Here's a guy who's new. Um, all indications are that on this first day, he's going to be very good. I mean, his first day was, I, you know, this, this first batch of rulings was very positive. Mm -hmm. um, for if you're a Trump supporter, if you were a Trump voter, and you, a lot of people we know in this audience were like, all right, I hate Trump, but I had to vote for him because of the Supreme Court. The early indications are very positive. Obviously, we liked Gorsuch quite a bit before he was named. So, I mean, you kind of know where we stand on that. Um, you know, so take that into account as you take our reviews. But every, everything so far seemed to be not only to the right of you know, uh, you know, uh, Roberts and Kennedy, but to, to the right of maybe even Lido, uh, putting him kind of in that Cl uh, Clarence Thomas sort of mold. If that stands up, I'm going to be thrilled. I'm going to be absolutely thrilled. So that is one part of this. Um, the next part of it is, you know, this is a case that's obviously been really divisive um, overall for, uh, you know, the last couple of years. 
Um, and to get this finally sorted out, do you have? Can you be forced to do uh, an artistic expression that you don't want to do? I mean, you know, again, like I think you could even have a better case uh, for um, a a wedding venue, for example. Like I think there's a better argument to be made against someone who hosts. I I have a wedding venue. I have a, I host weddings, and someone comes and this is essentially their off-the-shelf purchase, right? The off-the-shelf purchase of a wedding venue is a wedding, where an off-the-shelf purchase for a baker is. Like you get a cupcake. Get a cupcake that's pastry. just in the, just in there in, in the in the uh, in the display. And case. as far as we know, none of these Christian uh, bakers have, have denied that, that to any no. gay person. So you might have a better case on the wedding venue uh, thing. I, at least there's an argument there, uh, but there's no argument here. This is absolutely absurd. The point here, and I understand it might be frustrating. You might not like it. You might think it's unfair. All those things may very well be true. However, there is a law and there is a constitution. And we here in this country allow for people who we don't like. We allow for the Jeffies of the world to run around and say things that they say and do things that they do and wear shirts that they wear. That is what that's part of the country. It's part. I actually really like the shirt. I don't know why I'm making it. I just, it's just because it's colorful and you're not you don't usually do the color thing. But it's actually a very nice shirt. The point being, uh, but if you don't like the shirt, if I don't you don't like, like Jeffy's shirt, for the record, you're, you're able to say like that. Pat doesn't like I don't it. like You're it. able to say that, though. Yeah. Right? Yes, I am. And that is the point here, is that you, if there are things <laughs> in this country that are distasteful that are allowed, mm-hmm. uh, there are other places. Like, for example, in North Korea, uh, you get killed for taking posters off of walls. If well, you want that world, first. you can have it. Tortured relentlessly first. Yes, first. And, which, then, yeah. and then you go into a coma. It's and then a side die. benefit. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I just don't... We seem to want a world in which the government tells us you know, every opinion that's okay. And the other ones that aren't. If we find this one to be distasteful, you're not allowed to hold it. And I, I, look, that's just not the country we have. We may have it someday. I Honestly, like you look at some of the polling on some of these things, it may come a lot faster than we realize. As Glenn has pointed mm-hmm. out many times, you may wake up one day and not recognize your country. I mean, it seems to happen pretty much every day that we wake up, we don't recognize our country from the previous day. It is going that fast. Um, so that one is, and that's just one of the major cases. You also have a gun rights, uh, situation that went the wrong way, though, again, it seemed like Gorsuch was on the correct side of that one. What was the gun rights issue this time? Uh, it was, it's a California law. I'm going to be a little sketchy on this because I don't know all the details, but it's a California law that had been sitting there for a while. They wanted to rule on it. And I, the, the, the uh, speculation that I saw was that the conservatives don't think that they have the votes. They might they might not have Kennedy on this one, so they're worried about it. So they sh- just sent it back down to the lower court <clears throat> ruling and will not rule on it. They should be ruling on it. The case has been decided. And as many conservatives are pointing out today, it's interesting how these how these Supreme Court things work. Heller gets decided on a gun rights case and the Second Amendment is enshrined. OK. Uh, it's over. It gets backed up by multiple cases after that, uh, like one in uh, in Washington, or that was Heller was Washington D.C. Chicago was after that. Same type of thing. Enshrine these rules. This is this is it is what it is. It's the Second Amendment. It's what the conservatives always said. That's what it is. That can be challenged just a couple of years later, and no one even they they don't even bother. It doesn't even get to the Supreme Court. Like the Heller case, parts of it essentially were overturned in California today because the Supreme Court said, "Now nah, we're not going to take that case up." 
That's never the case with gay marriage. It's never the case with, a, uh, with Roe versus Wade. It's settled law. The second they make that ruling, it is settled law. We're never mm-hmm. going to revisit it. How dare you even bother approaching it? Citizens United? Oh, God, we got to overturn that thing immediately. But everything else is settled law. Anything that goes liberal mm-hmm. is settled law. Everything that goes conservative is, well, we can revisit that in six months with a new case. And it's, eventually we'll win one of them and it'll be settled law. <laughs> and it's really frustrating. Um, there's another interesting case uh, with a, um, uh, I believe it were, uh, was a same-sex wedding in Arkansas. Um, in which they had a child. So it was, uh, I guess, I'm not sure the exact procedures. Jeffy can probably walk you through some of those on his websites. Uh, but uh, it was the same sex, I believe, two women who were married, um, and the baby was born by one of them. Obviously, if you, you know, biology says that maybe the other mother wasn't the dad, right? It was not actually responsible. Why would you assume that? <laughs> why the that's hell not, would you I, make that assumption? I don't know if I you can anymore. I don't. Bigot! Well, you bigot, you homophobic bigot. Wow. Well, I believe that is the... Did int- you hear that, Jeffy? Did you hear that? I'm pretending not. Uh, yeah, it's best. That's best, so okay, that you're well, not so offended you fall I, down. You can walk me through how it would occur, because oh, I don't know. Wow. Um, but usually you what you through. have is a, is, huh. is, is a male... Mm-hmm. Um, oh, uh, part, I see. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, output yeah. that would... Uh, uh, I'm sorry, your ignorance a, is showing through. <laughs> the female input. Mr. Bergier. Okay. And uh, what you'd have at the end of that process is a child. That's kind of how it typically happens. But you could also obviously have um, uh, any... There's, there's usually a, a guy... There's usually sperm involved, is what I'm trying to say. Whoa. Like, at some oh level, my gosh. Like, that has to happen. Wow. So like, she women not... can't have sperm. <laughs> That's kind of what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, at this point, I'm going to stick by that. Uh, wow. For the next Are you week anti-science? So, until that gets me thrown off the air. Are you uh, ever anti-science? But my point is that one of the, and this is not <laughs> under argument, one of the spouses did not mm. uh, contribute biologically to the child. So they are, the, what happened? Because of hate. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not because of me. So what happened in Arkansas is they were like, okay, there's Sally and there's Jane. It's Sally mm-hmm. gave birth. Jane is married to Sally, but it had nothing else to do with the baby. So they said, all right, uh, it's uh, Sally's kid. And they put Sally's name on the birth certificate. And uh, they were like, uh, where's Jane's name? Well, yeah. Jane had nothing to do with the pregnancy at all. and it, Because it, it's the parents that are listed on the birth certificate. Right. Usually the parents. Mm-hmm. However... Uh, the argument was made, hey, you have to put both of them on there because she's a legally, she's a spouse. And I guess typically... A legal guardian, then, right? I guess a legal guardian. Yeah. Um, and so they were fighting for the right to have both names on. That was, uh, a, a, I believe, a 7-2 to two decision um, in favor of having both names on. I believe the two, again, I think it was, I think it was Thomas and, uh, and Gorsuch that... Uh, really that, interesting. ...said no to that. Uh, so what we would have to ascertain, I guess, is if, let's say, a woman and a man, uh, somehow the man impregnates the woman in this particular case. I'm not saying that happens every time. No, well, you're not. Okay. <laughs> just want to make sure I understand. Yeah, okay. yeah. But let's say that happens, and then he's out of the picture, and somebody else comes in and marries that woman who's right. about to have a baby. And would he be listed on the birth certificate then? I, I don't know the in answer In a heterosexual situation does the man get listed right and i think i think the answer to that is yes because if that's the case you know it has to be it yeah has, it probably has to does be that way i mean right? like for example now, if uh in this environment it just has to be yeah. if uh you know a, a guy is married to his wife and his wife cheats 
on the guy mm-hmm. um, and and has a baby with some other guy. Um, they decide to have the they raise the child together, right? I would think the the biological dad would still have to be on that birth certificate, right? And, and there are think. reasons for that, and they are you know like donor reasons, mm-hmm. like if you ever need a transfusion or whatever, and you're looking for the biological parent because they can help save a life. It's, there are some practical reasons for that. Jeff, can you give a rough percentage on how what like what? percentage of, of birth certificates of your children that your name is on the least amount possible <laughs> so you're purport, purporting just four then is that what you're no three no, three no, right four four yeah really yeah well there's elvis yes and there's the other two yes the three Maya. that i'm paying for now yes is there where's the where's the the fourth for real mm-hmm for real. Thanks for bringing it up, Pat. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah. oh okay. But, was there a was uh, there a yes. miscarriage in the past? Was, or? It was it was a birth. <laughs> no, no. Oh, don't you even <laughs> no. try it. Oh, no. oh come on. Oh, oh no. Now you he's heartless go down bastard. The... You don't have any feelings in there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, he couldn't even hold it for ten I seconds. I know. He couldn't even he hold it. I've got the tears in my eyes right now. <laughs> I, it doesn't seem All that right. way. Triple eight seven two seven back. In our ranting, we need to get to what maybe might be the biggest case to you of the day, which is the travel ban case, uh, the Trump travel ban case. The Supreme Court will listen to arguments on that. It's going to be argued in October. Uh, and I guess the bigger part of that is that until the case is actually argued yeah. in the Supreme Court, they're going to allow the ban to go on. They're going to get rid of the – right now there's a restriction. It's sort of blocking it until it was decided. The Supreme Court's mm. saying, all right, well, you can – you can do it now until it's decided. It's not all of it, though. Um, refugees, in particular, will be banned, uh, and that will, should go on. Um, again, I, I keep falling back on this, and, and, I, and no one has been able to answer this for me yet. But the Trump administration asked for three months to figure out what was going on while they had a travel ban. They've had more than three months. Like, why do they need the travel ban anymore? They said they needed to figure out what was going on first. Um, they said they needed three months of the travel ban to figure out what was going on. So shouldn't they just be introducing the new policy? What does the travel ban have to do with anything? It's been more than three months. Why weren't they figuring out what was going on that time? Well, they would have had the travel ban been instituted. Why, why couldn't they just figure it out? Because they had the... to stop first. No, that's not true. Unfortunately. You, can't figure, you can't figure things out if there's not a ban. <clears throat> I, mean, I would assume they would have the ability... Or am I wrong on this? Do they have the ability to figure out something that's going on while they're running the rest of the country? Because that's kind of a requirement of the gig. May I also <laughs> postulate that we already know what's going on? Uh, people are coming here that we don't want to be here mm-hmm. um, in some cases. We've got to figure out what the hell's going on, though. Yeah, but we did. The <laughs> people who maybe have ill intent for the country have arrived on our shores. But what's going on as it relates to that? Uh, well, people could die as a result of it. So that's what's going on. What's going on, though? Uh, <laughs> you know, so, I think that's a good point to bring you, up. And what a weird... It sure is. Well, we got to figure <laughs> out what's he going on. He answered it, I noticed. Well, you, we got to figure out what's going on. We don't know what's going on. You don't? Uh, I think we all know that there are people here we don't want to be here. 
and they don't like us, and that's kind of what's going on. I know, but well, so, so you, you're proving kind of to his point is that you don't have it completely figured out. You haven't had three months of the band. <laughs> but the point here is, in all seriousness, was we're going to get this this little travel ban thing. It's going to give us three months to figure out the best policy going forward. And instead, we're still mm-hmm. trying to implement the ban to give them the three months. They've had the three months now. Like, yes, it, like in their argument, okay, it would have been better because we would have stopped a few thousand people from coming into the country over that three months. But like, well, wasn't those, it even those if, if thousand the band, people got in their way? And but they if get the ban didn't happen, right? Right? Yeah. Well, isn't it more uh, important to get the new policy done more quickly? Like, if you know more people are coming in, like, that's a time to rush to get the new policy, not to wait even longer to figure out what's going on in the Supreme Court. Like, it's so obvious in reality, which we, I think, all know, is that it had nothing to do with a three-month ban. It had nothing to do with figuring out what was going on. It was a policy they wanted from the beginning, and they've wanted it since the beginning, which you might like it or you might hate it. But the point is they were just lying when they were selling it. It it wasn't a three-month ban to figure out what's going on. It was just the ban. That is the policy. That's what they want. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Yes. That's what I was looking for, was yes. Yes. Um, and the other one was, was there any other case? Uh, oh, there was a religious freedom uh, case as well that went through, um, which was uh, kind of interesting, mainly in the way the ruling came down. It was something to do with um, resurfacing a playground, I believe, uh, at, a, at a church. That was in Missouri or something, right? Was it Missouri? Yeah, I don't know. It was. So, they, so a church was resurfacing a playground that everybody played on. I think they wanted to get, there was some grant in the community that helped rebuild playgrounds, I think. Um, and this is what happens when these things come down in the middle of the show. It's like, I, I wind up reading about them too late. But basically, a church had tried to take advantage of a grant that gave them money to resurface a playground. And the, the community was like, no, you're a church. You can't, it's church and state. You can't have money to resurface a playground at a church. So they're like, well, it's, we are in the community. Like, why wouldn't we get the money to... Um, so mm. they ruled, I think it was uh, seven to two, Yes. That uh, you can, they can get the money to resurface the playground oh. at the church. So a good ruling and a seven to two ruling, which is I think the seven most two. important part. Wow, right? that's a lot of people shows... are predicting five four here with uh, with yeah. it, you know on on lines. They, so you got Kagan uh-huh. and Breyer, I believe, um, to come in on the correct side wow. of this issue. Wow. Um, and the point as was well made. As uh, Kennedy, the five probably. that you would expect. Yeah. yeah, Kennedy, and then the four. And you then did, the you others. Expect. Yeah. Um, uh, the two holdouts there were Ginsburg and Sotomayor, and the point was made that there's a big gap apparently developing on on issues of religion between Kagan and Sotomayor yeah. Ginsburg. I mean, Sotomayor, um, the quote here from her says, the ruling weakens the nation's long-standing commitment to separation of church and state. She she had a she read. This is only the second time since she's been in the Supreme Court. That I'm she glad read it weakens that non-existent principle. That's good. <laughs> that is that's good. good. Yeah, that is good. Yeah, um, all of these non-existent the principles should be weakened. That's why she I used find. the word commitment. Uh huh. Our commitment to separation of uh, yeah, the Supreme Court's commitment to it. The Constitution yeah. has no such commitment. Yeah, and some liberal was tweeting something the other day like, "Oh, this this paves the way." This was from an unrelated case, but it was like, "This paves the way to to, to them going after Roe versus Wade." I was like, "Wow, that'd be delightful." Yes, it would. Uh, wow, that'd be great. <laughs> it uh, what, probably what in no way does it, it do that. It doesn't do that at all, and you're just trying to scare I your wish it audience did. probably to either click on your story or donate to your cause. However, <laughs> it would be great if you were right. That yes, would be fantastic would. news. Yes, uh, a lot of a lot of alive people. It would be an interesting outcome of that particular. But only season. like fifty-two million. Well, uh, they wouldn't come back to life. Bad. No, that's, they that's wouldn't. That's a misnomer. That's true. Uh, that is true. That, I, <laughs> so when Roe v. Wade is overturned, those fifty-two million mm. are still dead. 
Yeah. Oh, this oh. One, although, I will say, Dang interesting it. plot development for, uh, uh, what's the show you always watch? Uh, Living Dead, Dead People, Walking Dead. Walking Dead. What if they did that? The, Roe versus Wade was overturned, mm-hmm. and then all 52 million came back to life out of the grave. That is a great <laughs> plot twist. <laughs> I gotta make that movie. That's Don't like, you can't have that one for free, Walking Dead. I want to make that movie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what a terrifying movie. And it's all just it would babies. Be terrifying. Ooh, that, this is yeah, a, that, would, that be, would be really uh, creepy. That'd be creepy and weird. And it would really make the point that you know what happened? Fifty-two million babies died. <laughs> that would be a really good point. And then you could be like, oh, it was all a dream, but in reality, they really did die, and they didn't come back to life. That's the that's the uh, moral the of the end. story. The, the end. end. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm making that one. Uh, coming soon to a theater near you. I'm sure it will make a fortune. Two out to Transformers, right? Oh, no, easy no. enough to beat that. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. More patent stew is uh, you know inevitable. Yeah, it is. Pat and Stu, triple eight seven two seven back. So uh, the health care bill uh, coming yeah. out, coming soon. Uh, the vote maybe this week. You excited about it, Pat? Oh, no. It's going to solve all the problems, though. Obviously, that have gone. Solves on almost none of the problems. Uh, but that's. I guess solve. we're supposed to ignore that little fact. Well, yeah. Because you know it's a Republican-dominated Congress, so we're, we're supposed to love everything they do. <laughs> and we're certainly not stamp to, it. We're certainly not supposed to expect. Uh, ex- uh, Expect what they've promised. No, that, no that's a ridiculous, yeah. uh, crazy. Yeah, hold them to that. They just said no. it to get elected, right? And so. we all know that uh, there was a, a great story. There's an interest. Well, it's it's an interesting story in National Review uh, by I think Yuval Levin, um, who uh, by who Yuval Levin. Okay, uh, I think that's how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. You know. Anyway, uh, he uh, he wrote a story about the bill, and I would say it was from a positive perspective. Like, here's what you should take and like out of the bill. and um, Not necessarily, like a, not a puff piece, not a glowing support, but I thought it was an interesting breakdown because I've read mostly negative about it, right? I mean, and it's nice to kind of see a couple things that you might see in there positive. There's one part of the Senate, uh, one part in the Senate bill that kind of gives some wiggle room for states to opt out of things, which is kind of interesting. But th- tell me, there's no way to disagree with this part of it. Um, uh, with this particular part of the uh, of the um, uh, of the story, and I, and I think it's a uh, it's a it's a relevant one because, really, you it's so obvious to all of us that this is true. Listen, mostly um, the whole problems with the health care bill. Mostly, it's a function of something that they have learned about themselves, meaning Republicans. After seven years of saying they want to repeal and replace Obamacare, congressional Republicans have been forced to confront the fact that many of them, perhaps most actually don't want to do that. I mean, it's so true. Yeah. And embarrassing. It's tough to deny that. And here we are, people who were were told over and over again, you know, you got to repeal this. Like, we were sold election after election after after election. And we were all skeptical at some point. But I was, I would say, mainly skeptical because my thought was they're never going to get, you know, majorities that are going to be able to pull this off. Right. It's going to be more. They're not going to. It certainly didn't seem like they're going to win the presidency. And then at the same time, hold the Senate and hold the House. I didn't think it was going to happen, especially all at the same time. So I didn't really think that this opportunity would have presented itself. And but, but when it's here, you'd think they'd at least make a good, solid attempt 
to do something. And here what they're, what they're doing is actually nothing. And they're all just sitting here saying, oh, well, look, it's not nothing, but it's almost nothing. And they're all just saying, well, look, just go along with it. This is, it's not going to be Obamacare anymore. And you know who's really cheering that idea? Obama. Hey, we get all the same stuff that's going on. All the spending still happens. Yeah, they screwed with a couple things that I don't like out of my bill, but now I don't have to be associated with it anymore. None of this is my fault. What a great, what a, what, man, nobody gets a better ride than Barack, does he? This guy, I mean, man, that works out well. Yeah, it does. Because <clears throat> no blame for all the nonsense that went on with his stupid program, and now it's going to be blamed on Republicans when it goes south, which is not, not positive. Not at all. And uh, so anybody in the Senate who wants to do the right thing, and there is about five guys, there's five senators who want to do the right thing and, and don't think this bill uh, is good enough to vote for. Well, they've got a new campaign from top White House allies targeting these guys, saying we're coming after you. America First Policies, a White House-backed outside group led by the president's top, top campaign advisors, has launched a $1 million attack against uh, Dean Heller mm. in Nevada because he opposes the bill. Um, and it, the video says, unacceptable. If you're opposed to this bill, we're opposed to you. So <clears throat> not only do they have uh, the Democrats to fight against, now they're fighting against their own uh, executive in office, uh, the yeah. president of the United States. This just, I mean, this sucks. But uh, my hat's off to these guys who are going and swimming against the tide. It's, they, they're, they're telling America that this isn't what we promised you, and I can't get behind it. And so they're getting attacked by uh, both sides. You know who laid this out really well was Rand Paul. Tell me this. Is this... Uh, now, look, Rand Paul, I, I, we generally like. Uh, he's been pretty good. I, I, sometimes he hasn't taken stands when I really wanted him to. Yeah. Other times he takes really hard stands when I'm, I'm not necessarily... I'm like, really? That's what you're going to make the big stand on? Mm -hmm. So we've had some issues with him on that. Generally speaking, though, I think he's really good. One of the good guys in the Senate. We're fans. Um, so, But listen to him lay this out and tell me this is not a reasonable position uh, for a Republican, for a conservative to take in the middle of this watch. So is there no way you can get to a yes vote? Well, what we can do is, if they cannot get 50 votes, if they get to impasse, I've been telling leadership for months now that I will vote for a repeal, and it doesn't have to be a 100% repeal. So, for example, I'm for a 100% repeal. That's what I want. But if you offer me 90% repeal, I'd probably vote for it. I might vote for 80% repeal. What percent is it but now? realize that this, realize, hey, just one second, realize that the Obamacare subsidies in this bill are actually greater under the Republican bill than they are under the current Obamacare law. That is not anywhere close to repeal. Yeah, wow. and, and that's partially, I love the idea, first of all. Eight, get me to 80%, I don't know, 70%, get me to, honestly, 50% repeal at this point. Uh, the way we're looking at this, I'd probably be happy with. This is like a 15% repeal. And he's saying that the, the Obamacare subsidies are higher, which is technically accurate, though a little bit, to me, misleading in that uh, it, it, basically what they're doing is they're changing money. That, instead of the money coming from Medicare, which it does now, it would come from Obamacare. So it's the same amount, though. Like It's not, you know, overall, it actually technically still cuts spending um, by a decent amount, though I think it's very fair to say that there's no reason to believe the Medicare, Medicaid cuts are actually going to come. Medicaid cuts are pushed so far out in the future, a future Congress is just going to say, oh, yeah, by the way, no, we're not doing that. So 
I think that's very, very likely. However, the way it's framed is like they're taking people who are, and I think this is a good change, honestly. Um, they're taking people who are above the poverty level and saying, um, uh, let's, let's call it above the, the typical Medicaid level. Okay, They're saying, what, Medi- but what Obamacare said was more people can be in Medicaid. So they took like, you know, let's say if it's $10,000, they said, well, people up to $20,000 can also be under Medicaid. What this is saying is we'll still give people the money between ten dollars and $20,000, but that's going to come from the Obamacare side rather than the Medicaid side. To me, that's not, that's not really increasing the premiums that come from Obamacare. They're just taking it from one side. and It's one pocket to the other. It doesn't really make that big of a difference. The issue is it's actually a slight cut in the amount of money that comes out um, that you're going to spend on these things. But, I mean, you know, it's not enough. We, we pointed this out the other day. A good way to understand the bill as a whole is the subsidy levels you can go up to. Obamacare gave people free money to buy health insurance up to $98,000. The, uh, the Senate plan gives people free money to buy health care up to $86,000 in income. You know, look, is that better? I mean, I would say, yeah, it shouldn't go up to $86,000. It certainly shouldn't go up to ninety-eight. I don't think it should go up to $86,000. $86,000 is a lot of money. You need federal mm. insurance for health care. You're making $86,000 a year. Now, I can understand if you're living in Manhattan, that could be an issue. Though, at $86,000, you probably shouldn't be living in Manhattan. I was going to throw that out there. You should probably. But what if you're move. living not only living in Manhattan, but you got a family of fourteen? What if what if you have fourteen children? Well, uh, the eighty-six thousand is not going to go very far. You're essentially under the poverty level. Well, yeah, mm. I mean that's probably mm-hmm. yeah, you know there are mm-hmm. circumstances. Although I don't think. What if you also take care of the rest of your family, like your extended family? Take care of your mother and your father and your mother-in-law and father-in-law. What you're talking about are approximately then, three cases <laughs> worldwide, uh, not even in the United States. Now look, okay, uh, but you're not saying that doesn't exist. No, those three people right? will be. So you don't um, care we, about those people. That's true. You don't that's, care I about. I don't them. care about people. What was the situation? You live in Manhattan. You make eighty-six thousand dollars exactly. You have fourteen, 14 children, children, and you take care of all of your extended camp yes. family. I don't care about you. Wow. I just flat out don't care about you. There you have it. There you go. That's the Republican plan right there. (laughs) Again, I just don't think uh, it's this is not a controversial bill. The the biggest thing that was really frustrating is think about how this happened, Pat. You have we have the 2008 system. Obamacare is proposed. It is overwhelming, uh, overwhelmingly unpopular and is pushed through on partisan lines, pole vaulted across, uh, and, and has all sorts of issues from the beginning. It remains unpopular the rest of the situation. And now we're supposed to look at it as the only way to measure the GOP plan is to measure it against Obamacare. Yeah. That's the only thing you can measure. You yeah. can't take into account that it's much, 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 mm. much more liberal than what we had in 2008 when the Republicans mm. were saying, we don't want to expand health care in these ways. Yeah. And now they, they do. They got control. Now they do. Uh, in a, to a large extent, because of this liberal program that you that was out there, and now the fact that they bring it back a hair is some big deal. And what's interesting is that if you oppose it, like these five senators do, including Mike Lee and Ted Cruz and three others, Rand Paul, as we mentioned, uh, Heller, and uh, uh, who's the uh, fifth one? Um, is it Collins? Susan Collins. Uh, she's the sixth. Uh, if you count okay. Collins, you got six. So it's uh, Cruz, Lee, Heller, Ron Johnson. Ron Johnson, that's who I was Rand Paul. Rand Paul. Okay. And then uh, obviously the last one being uh, uh, Susan Collins. Because she, she so, kind of just like a little bit of uh, opposition, but, but not necessarily. But what's opposed. interesting is they're, they're pitting these guys with 
Nancy Pelosi, and they're saying she, they oppose it just like Nancy Pelosi does. So they're they're making it appear as though they're liberal and we're the we're the conservative yeah. ones trying to do the right thing, which is so disingenuous and it's just a stinking flat out lie. But it's interesting because Red State wrote an interesting article about do Republicans even remember why Obamacare should be repealed? Mm-hmm. Republicans have forgotten why repealing Obamacare is important, and they have a leader in President Trump who probably never even knew in the first place. What a great, what, a, what an astute statement that is. Mm-hmm. All we're hearing now is about how Obamacare is failing, which is true, but it is not the reason why conservatives have been demanding its repeal since the day it passed. All of the promises turned out, unsurprisingly, to be flagrant lies. I just... Mm-hmm. Sums it up nicely. Maybe we'll talk about this a little bit more, but we got to take a break here. We'll be back. Triple eight seven two seven back. Got Jeffy time on the way too. Oh, just, I, I don't know that we have time no, that for was it canceled. though. That was canceled. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Good. It's Pat and Stu, and the lovely and talented Jeffy. Triple eight seven two seven back. We're gonna push the Jeffy segment to I don't know some other day or some other time. Maybe like Saturday, Saturday night. Uh, well, I mean, Sunday, I already Sunday do morning. a show Saturday morning okay, on the Blaze Sun- Radio. Sunday Network. morning. We'll we'll do your segment on Sunday morning at about I don't know four four a.m. It's good. But okay. nobody, I mean, because so, you'll have plenty of time then. You'll have plenty of time. Stu and I won't even be here, so you'll have plenty of time uh, to take care (laughs) of all the stuff you've got. When when was that decided? (laughs) Just now. I just decided that. Yeah. Uh, You'll you'll do a great job. You'll do a great Uh, job Sunday morning at 4 a.m. Well, a lot of the booing uh, wouldn't be heard because people wouldn't be hearing the segment. Yeah, and they'll be asleep. So yeah, uh, nobody's up at 4 a.m. on Sunday morning. Why would I want to do the segment? But the thing is, what if someone is awake? Oh, gosh. Yeah, or, you know, what if someone's passing by just walking well, down the halls? Well, in that eventuality, we'll push it back again. But okay. uh, <laughs> tentatively, then, for Sunday morning at 4. Uh, anyway, I, I was reading this Red State article, which is saying all the things we've kind of been saying about this. So um, it's, it's nice to know that we're not completely alone. Uh, this red state article is talking about how Republicans have forgotten why they wanted to repeal Obamacare in the first place. Um, and one of the reasons is all the promises turned out to be flagrant lies. We knew they were lies even before premiums skyrocketed and before deductibles rose so high that paying the premiums became pointless. The root problem is that Obamacare is a lie and an example of the federal government seizing control of something with which they shouldn't even be substantially involved. It's a great point, but now, after eight years, the anger, whether feigned or real, has been replaced with fear. Now, he's talking about in the Republicans in office. They're afraid to repeal Obamacare, which is what we knew would happen. Yeah. Once you start these big, fat, bloated programs, you can't get rid of them because the people have adjusted to it. And then every time you try to take something away, it's like, oh, you don't care about the poor and the needy. You're killing uh, seniors. You're killing people with pre-existing conditions. There's going to be thousands dead. Oh, and that's 
exactly what they're saying. Thousands dead. Mm-hmm. What? It's what they do. It's what they do every time. Um, this, uh, this point from National Review I think is interesting, too, because I mentioned how perhaps maybe most uh, the congressmen don't actually want to repeal it. Do you think this is true, though? Uh, that doesn't mean most of them never did. The case for repeal was strongest in the three or four years between the enactment and Im- implementation of Obamacare. As more time passes, the beginning of implementation three and a half years ago, and more people's lives become intertwined with the program for good and bad, the case for addressing Obamacare's immense deficiencies by repeal weakens. I mean, I, mm. I think it's true as far as their gut goes, because they just don't have, I mean, another body part, they don't have the balls to do it now. Yep. Maybe they would before it was implemented. Agonizing. Absolutely not Sunday morning. I'm just going to point that out. I know. Somebody made a tragic mistake thinking it was. Oh. And, uh, so go ahead. So we're back to in the you control or? room. No, no go ahead. Go ahead. Good news. Uh, coming up uh, later this month, uh, the body issue. Edition from ESPN oh, Magazine coming out again. The body issue the again? The body issue. So I'm, where, I'm not uh, familiar with the other ones. Oh, yeah. There's, they've, been, they've been out since about 2009, something like that. I would that. say oh, wow. it's, it's like their swimsuit issue where yeah. they'll just put, like, naked people in the... Co- oh, like an here are the, two, here are the two hockey players. Disgusting. Who are these people? Uh, Burns and Thornton. What? And look at the freaking tats the guy has. Yeah. Wow. I think all... If, when you go through and look at most of the pictures, um, they have... You're, like... Uh, Thornton, I think, is the non-tattoo guy. I'm not sure the hockey guy. Um, he that doesn't have any tattoos on the left. He's a rarity. And the and the beard thing. Picture, by the way, guys. Most We're of all, all most of it. these athletes. All, we can take it off now. I most promise. of these athletes yeah. all have <laughs> tattoos. And what is the deal with the beard thing? I I mean, every baseball players, hockey they players, all football, everybody's doing the. Big scraggly beard. Why? Yeah, I don't know. Trim it's it. A thing right now. Trim it, but it's it's definitely. And who's this guy? This right. is a Javier Baez. Yeah, jeez. A professional baseball player. Uh, he was all excited about getting his uh, being part of the body issue. Okay. I don't understand what what is this? Like why? I know. Why, like, why is so ESPN blatantly, doing this? And they're going to. Uh, they also have a shot of the U.S. women's hockey team. And uh, Serena was stars. I think she was the original. Uh, who's already sold the uh, most. It's better than looking at the covers. guys, I'll tell you that. It's all, it's all a giant no but, thank you from my perspective. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. She does look better uh, it, clad that way than I thought she would. Uh, she's she's yeah. fine. It's I just, called I, Photoshop. I don't, I don't need, yeah, first of all, yes. But second of all, I, I just don't need it, right? I don't, I don't, I I don't need, I no. mean, look, I I'm sure, they, I, if, I, my, if memory serves me, there's been some very attractive women yes. who have been in, this, in these Absolutely. issues. But it's like... Why? What are you doing, ESPN? Like this is blatantly just a, a complete excuse a to show nudity Illustrated for no ripoff, right? Yeah, because Sports right. Illustrated does a swimsuit mm-hmm. edition. Yes, by far their biggest selling uh, yes. issue of the I year. Think Serena was, and the biggest ESPN's probably trying to do the same thing now. Who else do they have? Didn't they do one of Ezekiel Elliott? And he's yes, like, Ezekiel's in it this year. Mm-hmm. Um, 
<laughs> it's just, it's just, I don't know. There's something. I, there's something different. Like, I mean, a swimsuit model is like that's their thing, right? They're modeling swimsuits. It's their thing. This is like, can you imagine? Just I, an can you imagine to like, show naked people. I don't know. Keith Hernandez. You know, be like, yeah, sure, I'll pose nude in your stupid magazine. It just seems so bizarre. Isaiah Everyone's, Thomas. Everybody wants. Isaiah Thomas everybody doing, wants attention, yes. man. I, everybody what? wants a part of it. Uh, no question. Look. Yeah. As an athletically overweight man. You know, we, we're you. able to see you, right? You know that you're <laughs> television. You know that this you're not invisible over there. We can see you as you're saying this. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I just, you know, what was your point, athletically th- overweight man? <laughs> just throw it out there. <laughs> just you, throw it out there. If Jeff, <laughs> if we did a Pat and Stu magazine body issue, would you would you be willing to post it? <laughs> Let's do it. We got to do it. I wonder how many people would buy that. Come on. A lot, right? Yes, absolutely. A lot. Well, if it had no photos, maybe. Uh, (laughs) Of any of us. What we should do is do a patent stew body issue and then just, like, just Photoshop our heads on really good bodies. (laughs) Yes. Right? I'm all over that. Can we make a mock-up of that for tomorrow? An ESPN body (laughs) issue cover? Mm -hmm. uh, Where we're like, we're all posing there, and and we just look really amazing, and then it's just our heads on there. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a legitimate Yeah, it's legit. Mm -hmm. All right, what else you got? Anything? Uh, In Six Flags. Mm -hmm. uh, Six Flags, a girl is riding the... Six Flags here in... uh, No. The Metroplex? No, it's up north. No, it's up up north in New York. On the New Um, Jersey one. Yeah, there's not one in New York, I don't think. Well... uh, they there's called a, it upstate New York. So oh, there is an upstate one? Okay, I thought there's That's a, what they the, called it. But I, it very possibly could be the New Jersey the, one. No, the New Jersey one is, I would say, like, always thought of as, like, the main hub. Um, it's it's right. it's near Trenton, New Jersey. Um, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, it's a... Yeah, yeah I've been there. Yeah, it's... Mm-hmm. I was there when I was a kid and loved it. And I was so excited because I moved to a place in Pennsylvania, which, which was about... It's close a, to there, yeah. 45 minutes, 30 minutes, maybe, away from there. Went there one time. Holy crap, man. Very disappointing. Uh, it's just, it's not, when you become an adult, we'll talk to the audience here, when you become an adult uh, and you start to uh, expect uh, to be able to sit down, let's say, on a bench without sitting down on an, a nine used ice cream cones that kids have dropped. Mm-hmm. And then you realize, you know, I realize why adults couldn't stand me when I was a teenager. Like I, you know, and I was a pretty boring kid. Uh, oh, right. I would like to just go on record as saying I have never left an uneaten ice cream cone on a bench. <laughs> That's very true. Okay, so don't be, like, don't be hollering at me for that. I mean, it was really crowded. Uh, really dirty, like to the point of like it, it looked yeah, like they hadn't even attempted to clean up the that's place. That's the problem in about with a lot years. of these places now. Yeah, that is really, and I don't the remember that as a kid. The cleanliness issue is really, I mean, they've lost an issue. It used to not be that way. I don't think. right. Yeah, I don't yeah think they used it was. to take care of them. Yeah, and it was. I mean, it was. Uh, rough. It's one of the. It was not you know, fun as an adult. Astro World in Houston was huge for uh, you know decades, and but they let the place go so bad, and and all the malcontents would show up in the summer and. I guess their parents would just drop them off there and leave for yeah, the day, the and, for and then they, they took over the park. So it's dirty, it's unsafe, it's hot and yeah. humid, and nobody wants to go well, anymore. And, and to give you, you know, it was a lot That's of why like, it, closed. it was a lot of uh, you know, uh, you know, teenagers walking around. You know, they're 
look, they're not doing anything actually dangerous, but, you know, they're yelling swears at each other. They're throwing mm-hmm. things at each other. Yeah, in it's Houston, like, they were, there were apparently some... And some legal... Yeah, some well. dangerous yes. people there as well. <laughs> and it's just like... But still. And then the lines are really long, and it's like, I'm just... Yeah. You know, I'm if it's dirty and you life. have to put up with that, I mean, that's, that's why they're, they're closing, right? Because yeah. you, you were willing to put up with the heat and yes. a little bit of the inconvenience of standing in yes. line. If it's clean because it was and clean, if it's fun, it was, the rides were fun. And if it's safe, then okay. But when it's all of those things or none of those things, it's not safe, it's not clean, it's not necessarily fun, it's hot yeah. and humid, it's, it, okay, forget it. I'm and not it going. does appear that they've going. raised their rates. Okay. Uh, quite extensively. Yeah. yeah. Say it does appear that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is actually in... Uh, Disneyland, what is it, $900 a ticket per day? Something well, like that? Uh, no, I think, I think it's $9,000. $9,000. Yeah. $9, yeah. $9, if, if, if you want to be able to park your car and walk through the gate, it's $9,000 yeah. a day. Yeah, my yeah. wife has been telling me lately that we're going to bring the kids to Disney World next year. That's a, that's a new, uh, new pitch. Good. Mm. Have, uh, it, you will have so much fun. I, well, I mean, oh, is man. the age appropriate? What's the age appropriate? Because pretty close. I, it'll be five yeah, close. and yeah, that's, six. That's pretty good. It's probably yeah, okay. I might wait a little, a little bit longer. If I could get away with another year or two, I, mm-hmm. I would think about it. But I mean, when, when does that expire? When does like the absolute fascination with Disney World expire? I mean, sh- there's a while. Not for, that. for a while. Yeah, you got a while. Yeah, so, absolutely. I mean, maybe a couple more years. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. Throw that out there, mm-hmm. honey. Or you go now when they're younger, so that, that they can grow that fascination, and you go back again three or four years and have more fun. Uh, this particular uh, Six Flags, <laughs> this particular Six Flags uh, is in uh, Lake George, which is okay. uh, north mm. of Albany. Okay. So the gondolas that uh, people ride to go around the cart or go around the park, I think yeah. that's what they're I called. I go gondola. You know, go gondola. Gondolas, whatever. They're, I don't know what they're called. You know, the, the seating mm-hmm. that is up on the wires that move you around the oh, park no, so you can no. look down at the park and say, hey, I'm going to go to this section over here now. And look, there's You're talking the about African like the cable section. cars? Because a gondola is like the boat, like in Venice, where they like paddle yeah, you no, around. No, no, no. Okay. Yeah, the okay. cable cars up top. Okay, okay. Yeah. I don't know what they're called. But cable car will work. There was a there was a girl uh, recently uh, who uh, started sliding through one and was hanging off of oh it in New York. She and, was falling uh, out of the seat. We have we have some we have some footage of it. Now the footage goes on for about oh. the original video goes on for about a minute and a half, two minutes, something like that, maybe a little bit longer. But she's hanging off of it. Her boyfriend oh. or the guy that's with her is trying to pull her back in. Now, at this point right here is where Good she's golly. she's already slid down out of there. Yeah, see right there? She slides out. How is he not doing more for well, her? Well, he tried. See, this is what I'm saying. And the crowd underneath oh, that's really cool. asked her to jump and catch her. So she got a couple of scratches from the tree oh, and can we she see that survived. Again? Okay? Uh, let's but, roll that again. That, that's amazing. To answer your questions, in the video, it mm-hmm. shows where he's trying uh, this is before she gets all the way that far out. He's I, trying and can't. Can't pull I mean, her back up. I mean, he's not trying very hard. Well, not there. <laughs> She's already slid through that thing. You got to reach down and grab her around the. Well, it's too late. Waist. So, at, and plus, when this first started, uh, when this first started of her sliding out of that, it was moving. So okay. the crowd gathered below so that they could catch yes. her, right? Yes. Wow, and that's really cool. Originally, it was I like moving. That. So uh, they, finally, they finally stopped, and the lady that uh, shot this footage, you can hear uh, commenting uh, throughout the thing. And it's, this is one of those issues, again, where she, she's busy taping, mm-hmm. yeah, wants not, to get that video, not catching, and mm-hmm. she wants to complain that the security guard should be over there uh, doing oh, something. Man. Isn't that what you're here for? <laughs> and, uh, oh, good, they finally stopped it. 
Why'd they stop it by the tree? Why didn't they stop it by the grass? jeez. Oh, and I'm thinking, okay, well, for the guy who stops it <laughs> isn't, like, right there. Right. It's like yeah. someone is hanging off your ride. Stop mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And the kid goes. So wherever it stops, it stops. Right? He's not sure, trying to stop yeah. it. No, I know. That's, that's fair. I mean, how does that happen, though? Okay, can we go back to that for a second? How does she fall out like that? Because, I mean, I was on a, uh, we went to a, um, I don't know, like a, a street festival type of thing and where they had a um, uh, Ferris wheel. And I was terrified because, you know, like it's designed that like only if you're trying to fall out, yeah. you can fall out. But you can fall out if you're trying to fall out. It's like that sort of line. So mm-hmm. I have two kids, four and five. I'm, oh, they're falling out. I'm very terrified. Yeah. So I'm like holding, you know, I'm, I'm like terrified they're going to fall out the entire time. But if you're an adult, the only way you're falling out of that is if you're playing or like you're, at least it seems like that you're, I bet I can put my legs way out here. You know what I mean? Like you're like, you're, you're tempting let's, fate let's and then something goes wrong. Let's make this swing. Let's make yeah. this swing. Yeah, exactly. Something, you're tempting fate in some way. Do we know why? We don't. We don't know Not why right her, now, she no. fell out that far. No. That's great though. It's a good ending. And he was trying, yeah. yes it was. And, so and she was crowd, completely unharmed, right? Once, uh, yeah, she got a couple scrapes from the tree because of course they couldn't yeah. stop it over the grass. Mm-hmm. And they stopped it by the tree. Uh-huh. But uh, the crowd got together. She was hanging and they were, uh, as finally the all the... I'm going to say guys, but there may have been a female there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Why would you put your heteronormative standards into I this? I apologize. <laughs> That's unbelievable. This great there are other humans, Here's humans gathered, and humans gathered and underneath. He just puts a, a big heaping <laughs> teaspoon mm-hmm. of heteronormative standards <laughs> in the middle of this. Why? I don't know. I don't know. It's, unbelievable. It disgusts me. It disgusts me. You're despicable. Yeah, tip, a typical cis well, white male. Uh-huh. Here, you know? Fortunately, uh-huh. she's okay. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> that's good to bring it back. And, right and I'm glad. And I'm glad to say that uh, uh, also, fortunately, mm-hmm. uh, this is good news for uh, people who can't fit through those, uh, as uh, the ride won't be closed to them. Well, right, you'd be in no danger of slipping out of that. Uh, so, like, that's really, the good news. Even that's if right? there's almost <laughs> any size opening, he would be of no danger. He'd, he'd be a lot of those no rides danger. are uh, not fat guy compatible. No? The only danger so would was... be is if the car completely unhinged itself <laughs> yeah. from the ride and <laughs> fell completely with him in it. Yeah, I would say, Jeffy, I mean, I could no. be wrong on this, but it seems like, like any ride that you would go on that would lift you in the air would be a real danger to yeah. anyone below. I can see why you would think that, Steve. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I would think anything that was no, I understand that brought exactly you, what that you... lifted you off the surface of the earth would not be fat guy compatible for you. <laughs> I understand what you're because saying. The I issue got is it. gravity, right? Right. I mean, this is the, it's right. a scientific yeah. concept yeah. they've really worked on for a long time. They pretty much nailed it. Yeah. Even the you know the exact pace that you'll fall. It's not fall. just a good idea. It's it's, it's the, the law. law. And mm-hmm. uh, so I think they've nailed this one. And Jeffy. Um, it's not your friend, I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, not, not your friend. What I like, though, about this is at least there wasn't a group of people gathering, jump, jump, yeah. jump. They actually tried to save her and, and apparently They did, did actually that try was to nice. save her, yes. Kind of. And they watched her hang for a little bit and finally, I mean, I think they realized. your faith in humanity a little bit. Originally, especially it seemed like uh, with the lady yapping on her, on her cell phone recording is that they were waiting for some kind of help from the park. Yeah, and uh, then they realize that she started getting farther and farther. Yeah, she's not going to make it that on. long. We're not waiting. There's no. We're mm-hmm. the first responders. 
Yeah, right? yeah it's a yeah. good lesson from uh, the Glenn Beck world there. Yeah. Because uh, mm-hmm. it really, it's true. I mean, you know, it's not that the people at the park didn't want to help. Obviously, I'm sure they did. They didn't want to get sued, yeah. uh, first of all. And second mm-hmm. of all, they want to help people. But it's like, they're not always there. You have right. to actually take this into your own hands. Right. Yeah, and people did, which mm-hmm. is cool. All right, 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. Also, uh, apparently Deion Sanders, um, former Dallas Cowboy. So, obviously, you, yeah, obviously you love the him, worst part right? of his career. Uh, <laughs> I, I liked Dion when he was, uh, you know, when he was San Francisco, Atlanta. I'm fine with all that. Okay. Just this, this, the horrible period he spent Just here the, was... Uh, the dark years. Yeah, you know, it's like, he shouldn't be proud of that. Yeah. should not be proud of that. And he does really? actually live here in Dallas. Yeah, it's sad. It's I know. I know. It's really uh, sad. But he's getting together with the Koch brothers to commit... <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, this is true. Proud. $21 million to fight poverty. Here's uh, a look at that. You know, some people say I passed my prime a long time ago. But when you've been in the game as long as I was, you know life is a lot like football. And there's always another down to be played. For some folks, though, first and ten can seem a lot like first and long. You're broke. Maybe your dad wasn't around. You live in a community where it seems like everyone is either selling or doing drugs. But you got to remember, life's a team sport. If you're willing to work hard, there are people willing to work hard with you and help you push forward. I'm Deion Sanders, and baby, I'm in my prime. See, I'm committed to helping create an environment in which each and every member of the Dallas community can thrive. Go to prime5.org to join me in my commitment to tackle Dallas's hardest problems. Let's end the cycle of poverty. You can change the game in Dallas. Hmm. And baby, when we stand together, we win together. It's great. Prime. It's nice. I mean, Except for the baby thing. I mean, it's a little much. Okay. <laughs> Hey, Using well, baby twice in a one-minute thing. Stunningly, yeah. you might not be the target uh, of this particular advertisement. Uh, Are babies the target? And yes, so he's speaking directly to babies. He's talking okay. to fetuses, actually. It's all about fetuses. No, it's, I, I love this. Though. That's great, I mean, though. I love. I like Dion. I, I, he's great. I like the idea too he's that great. he's willing. He, look, this is a, pro, a problem. He obviously takes seriously. It matters to him, and he's willing to say, you know what? I, I mean, I'm gonna. I don't care. Koch brothers are willing to step up like this. Great. Yeah, you know, Plus, I don't I, care. I'm not going to vilify them. I think he's them. somewhat conservative. Yeah, definitely right? in some areas it seems that way. Yeah. However, still to take he's still very a, religious, a public commentator. Yes. Uh, and when you like, it's one thing if yeah. you're like you're in Republican circles to to or, or libertarian circles in po- politics to do that, but to, when you have a regular job and you support the Koch brothers, mm-hmm. it's basically death to your career. Yes. You, have to, you have to realize that it's a, at least possible that you will it's never true. work again. Yeah. Um, now, Sanders is a big enough star that he could probably uh, outlive that if, as long as he doesn't make other mistakes. But Schilling was kind of like this. I mean, Schilling, uh, when Kurt Schilling was uh, doing his commentaries and he was on ESPN and everything was fine. And he made a couple comments that were like a little bit on the borderline of, you know, is that he should, probably shouldn't have said that. As soon as that stuff happens, they were okay with him being a Republican. They were okay with Schilling being associated with Republicans. They didn't make a big deal about that. But the mm-hmm. second he screwed up in any way, he was out. And, and it, the first time, I think he was actually suspended or something, and then, then he was out after that. You just don't have any – you have no, no leeway. If, if, if you, know, you know, Deion Sanders gets pulled over for DWI next week, he'll never work again. You know, like, I, mm-hmm. again, like, I, I, I'm not saying that's a minor thing. I'm just saying that, like, they mm-hmm. would excuse that from any other anchor. You know, yeah. um, and I don't know if he, he's NFL Network now, right? And he's not ESPN, right? Um, so ESPN yes. is even, the case is even worse. Maybe he had, but I mean, you got to re. Once you take a public position with the Koch brothers, you really got to watch what you're doing, because you better not make any other mistakes. Because to yeah, them, definitely. that's a mistake on on the level of DUI or perhaps murder. 
<laughs> you know, Very there true. is a um, a conservative streak in the NFL, however, yeah. um, in which a lot of, obviously the owners, a lot of the owners are uh, lean to the right. Not all of them, um, but many of them do. Uh, obviously, we saw what happened with uh, Belichick and uh, and Tom Brady this last election, mm-hmm. which is uh, you know, I mean, th- those things don't happen in a lot of. You're in the NFL, you feel invincible. Is basically the, the truth, and you can you can actually say conservative things there. And I will say the conservative streak comes with, as an example, uh, I have a personal uh, story about uh, when someone goes into the NFL, say from a college that's pretty liberal, uh, and then they go play football where taxes are really high. And they realize when they get their check, Mm -hmm. uh, how much the government takes from you, Mm -hmm. uh, all of a sudden you are conservative. (laughs) It does happen fast. You want to know why Mm -hmm. are you taking all my money that I'm working for? Yeah. Uh, what and that the was, hell? That was exemplified by, uh, who, was the, who was the Raider, the I mean, Oakland the, yeah, Raider, who was very excited about the move to Las Vegas with no state income oh, tax? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, he was actually, yeah. it wasn't even on the Raiders yet. He was going to get drafted, he thought, yeah. potentially. I mean, my, uh, yeah. I was, I obviously I'm referring to Elvis, but they, my, my son, but when he was getting his contract <laughs> from Massachusetts yeah. uh, with the Patriots, uh, he was like, WTF? Yeah. <laughs> what is well, this? He, I mean, mm-hmm. the federal is the worst part of that, too. The, the Massachusetts, of all their liberalism, has a flat tax. Of all their crazy liberalism, they actually have a flat tax in, tech, in, in uh, Massachusetts on income. Mm. Um, now, that's just the state one, obviously. State, federal, yes. you still get hammered. But, uh, and you know, I, I, we have a flat tax here, too. It's called 0% across the board. So uh, Texas has that one nailed uh, over Massachusetts. But it's, it's an interesting thing that, it is. you know, these states that are so liberal are like, oh, yeah, well, of course, you should, for state taxes? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Everyone taxed at the same rate. <laughs> oh, really? Why does it not apply to the rest of the country? I, I don't understand exactly. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, it's okay in the states to do that. Fascinating, isn't it? Pat? It is. Mm. It is. Hello. It's Pat and Stu. Hmm. I was going to go to this, and I don't know if this is where you're going to go, Pat, but I'd, I'd like to do this one, mm-hmm. if you don't mind. Uh, right. BuzzFeed has 26 things uh, for people who pretty much enjoy eating more than any other activity on Earth. Oh, it's that. targeted directly at us. At us. Yes. Like, legitimately, it's now, mm-hmm. it's, it's taken first place. Uh, so let's look at some of these. Uh, we have the cook- mm-hmm. cookie shot maker. Um, so you can make shots of cook. Oh, so you're going to... Are you going to drink out of that? Uh, Yeah, you you make cookies that are shot glasses, right? And then you're drinking milk out of them? Oh, that's kind of fun. Huh. Jeffy? Huh. I think we should get that. What do you think? Huh. Yes. Okay. 100% yes. (laughs) How about uh, the bacon-loving piggy presser? Yeah. All right. Uh, If you're going to make your bacon? uh, uh, Then make it crispier, probably, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I like that. Smash down. That's good. I like that. How about a fancy cheese melter? Okay. Um, Interesting. Jeffy, how does that work? So you're putting it on a plate, you're melting it kind of like in that queso fondito way? Yeah. And you're just just kind of rolling it off the side? Hopefully that might be one of those devices that works great the first time and then never works right again. Yeah. You know, those devices are... Mm. Tough. Do you have any other examples of this phenomenon? There are a number of devices that you can purchase on television that work once really good, and then they don't work after that. Um, 
Really? I think I know where you're going, and I, and I, I would like to change the topic immediately. Because uh, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's true of, of uh, certain... Um, food items. I yes, guess. absolutely. Like if you mm-hmm. have, uh, you know, like the choppers and the th- like, they they get so yes. you can't clean them anymore. And you know me with with, I, I, it has to be clean. Right. <laughs> I oh, get really man. weirded you out. You can't so. use the salad spinner then. Yeah. Because then I don't know. This just doesn't work out. How about this uh, a sushi kit? You into a sushi kit, Jeffy? You're not a sushi mm, guy, no, are you? No, no, no. Mm-mm. Too much what bougie. Hey, I prefer fish. Uh, I don't know, cooked. Yeah, I prefer not eating fish, period. <laughs> yes, I'm with you on that. Frankly. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's the egg poacher for $23.40. Oh, I love egg poachers. And oh, those work this. great. Oh, that looks fantastic. Those work great, those egg poachers. And the new one, the old ones never had the uh, Teflon on them. I could use that. I could the use non-stick that ones. Yeah. So yeah. the new ones all have the Teflon, so they slide right out good. They're good. Mm. They slide right out good. Good. They slide good. Slide good. Good, good sliding, Stidge. Hey, slide good. You laugh, but you good. want that when you're poaching eggs. They slide out. When's well. the last time you poached an egg? You don't. You don't cook. I have never poached an egg. Not very long ago. <laughs> when? What? What century? <laughs> Certainly wasn't this one. That looks uh, delicious, though. I want one of those. Yes, me too. Uh, Italian tomato press. Do we have that? Are you interested in this at all? Mm, no. Uh, well, maybe. Oh yeah. yeah you could kind of turn it into stuff. ketchup. But sort I think, of. I think the answer to that is no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see. Let me skip through. How about the breakfast sandwich maker? Remember, we had the egg and muffin machine. Are you guys, were you guys here for this? this yeah. Phenomenon here at the company. Yes. We went through a huge phenomenon here at the country company with this particular item. I think so. This is an updated I'm... version of it. But where you you cook the eggs, the bacon or or, or ham, the uh, the English muffin and the cheese melts all at the same time. You just close the lid and it makes the whole sandwich for you. That's kind of sweet. God. I mean, that's we, fantastic. We went through a huge phase of this for a while. It was, it was a good we two have, years we when we were making have them like, constantly. We need wow. to have about three or four of those shipped in. Yeah, I like that. There's a pasta machine for seventy nine ninety five, and it looks a little something, in fact, a lot like that right there. Ooh, that's a handheld crank. We used yeah. to, my, I used to have one that was, uh, you know, an electric one, but not Yeah, you don't want to have to crank it your hand. It. That's way too much exercise. Too much work. Mm-hmm. Too much work. Uh, how about the, let's go uh, mini egg rings, number 16. Is that possible? Mini egg rings? Oh, this is a pizza one, by the way. That's a pizza maker. But, I mean, you've seen the pizza maker before. How about mini egg rings? See, like, Ooh. so you're making McMuffins, basically. Wow. You can make the... You want to make them really pretty? There you go. That's kind of nice. I kind of like that. Um, let's see. Any other really interesting ones? Mm, cake pop machine. Oh, how about... Ooh. Okay, yeah, let's do that. Number 18. Ooh, the 18. cake pop machine. I'm always into cake, cake pops. There's something about cake pops that make the cake actually you better. You are kidding. It's, mm. it's so moist and yeah, delicious. It's more moist, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what why that would be. Oh, can we go back to twelve and see the ice cream maker for forty five dollars? I yeah. See, that's Ooh. what I mean. Like that's too much work. That one's good. It's got yeah. I mean, I've used why to, did you ever crank? Because that's a that's not a hand crank ice cream. No, that's maker, no, so that's, that's an electric one. Just turn that bad boy on and let it go. You know, c- companies do a good job with ice cream. Yeah, but <laughs> they do. if you make it at home, they, they do. don't do as good as, as you can do at home. See, I disagree. Yeah, oh. I tend to disagree with that. I too. we'll have to have you over sometime for homemade ice cream. Well, if you're making but, it, then it's not me and making it at home. So, but Pat, you, you, do you just feel like some days you don't feel like using it, so you purchase the ice cream that you eat from the store, or do you have both? Yes, we have both. Mm-hmm. No, I mean at the same time. No, at different times. Huh. Do you make different flavors? Why are you yes. asking? What are these follow-ups? I'm fascinated because. Are you fascinated? I, yes, because I'm I'm on your side. Uh-huh. Why have this when I can go to the store and bring home 20 gallons right Cause now? Because it tastes better when you make it at home. 
Really? Yeah. See, I would actually, I would think the opposite because you know, then it would, I feel like it would come out too icy or like no. you know. Mm-mm. Mm. Mm-mm. Really? It's delicious. Okay. Ooh, uh, this well, time bring I some in and we'll ch- we'll give it a shot. All right. Uh, <laughs> sounds to me. Uh, so uh, let's uh, let's take. We have spoons on the other side here. Let's take a break now. Let's do. Uh, come back on you the wanna? other side. Triple eight seven five seven back is the. Uh, Phone what are we eating on spoons today? Do we know? Yes. Is it your homemade ice cream? I do not know. Another. What is going on with this food we don't want to eat? Marissa's off. The whole thing's gone. This is snacks from the UK again. What the hell is the deal? I thought it was UK Americans. Wait a minute. It's still UK. I know. It can't be. I don't know who's running this joint, but I mean, what is happening here? Oh, and then so we'll go. We'll go. We're going to taste test the food and then talk to you about rape. Uh, so it's a good rest of the show. You want to pick <laughs> pie for it? Wait, it's a juice from the UK. What? I don't want that. I, I don't want that. Let me, let me help you out here, okay? There, for example, let me, let me throw something out here. This is even for me. This I'll show you how unselfish I am. There are wonderful neighbors to our south. They, they live in Mexico. Okay, they have blessed us with the example and the and the wonderful Taco Bell that is located all around America because they just they, this is this is how free trade works. You implant Taco Bells everywhere, and they have come up with ch- these chicken nacho things, which are triangles of chicken oh, that you dip in dude. nacho cheese sauce. Now that's not something I'm going to partake in, but that seems like a really relevant thing for us to be yes! covering here on the show. Yes, we have not done it yet, and we've asked we've asked for it. And then here is a, we've got a juice from from England. Crazy. An English juice? For some reason, the, our UK nightmare continues for a Why? second Who? consecutive what? week. Uh, last week was UK week for some reason. Uh, with hideous food from Great Britain. <laughs> yeah, some of it was okay. It was hideous. Yeah, some candy oh, oh the candy was pretty yeah, good. The one good. day the candy was yeah, good. Yeah, the almost wannabe milk duds. But my gosh, there was one day that was, I mean, it was the worst thing. What was it called? Marmite? Yeah. yeah. It was absolute zero oh. on a scale of 1 to 18. Oh, it was more. Oh, man. That was in Kelvin. It was absolute zero. <laughs> it's uh, inexpressible how awful that stuff is. Yeah, that was terrible. Uh, so we have a new thing. And I don't think this is going to be nearly as bad. This is a new kind of, uh, this is a juice, I guess, popular in the UK it's since 1938, which you'd think they'd have other things on their mind in that particular time period. But mm-hmm. no, they made, just said to, uh, <laughs> they made this particular juice. Um, it's called Rabina? Juice, uh, black currant juice. Now, so it makes me think it's like grape juice is what I'm oh. thinking about here, and I like grape juice. Except it's probably made with currant, black currant, black currants, mm-hmm. berries, but, right? Similar, uh, similar taste. I yeah, feel it like smells grapey. Okay, let's give it a shot. Mm. Oh wow, that's strong! Holy needs, crap, that's strong! Needs ice. That feels like. Is this supposed to be concentrate? Wow. No, currants are strong. Are you supposed to add water to this to drink it? <clears throat> wow. This says it's juice from concentrate. So this is not the... That's not the concentrate. Because I used to do that thing when I was a kid. They had the, uh, the orange juice from concentrate, the frozen stuff, and you put it in there and then you add yeah, water and you mix it up. Does yeah. it even exist anymore? I don't know if it does. I haven't seen it in a long time. That's a good question. I, I, I don't know. I actually sort of like it. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's, it's almost like syrup. Different. So, like, yeah. You could put this on pancakes directly. Yeah. You really could, yeah. And work it. Uh, no. No, you could. No. Yeah, you could. Oh yeah! Well, you can pour anything wow. on pancakes. That doesn't mean you should. Sweet and Holy strong. Crap! That is strong. Man, that's way too strong for me. Although it's kind of good, though. I'm going to give it a nine. I think if I could take that and dump a bunch of water in it and mix it up, uh-huh. like I, it would be better. But I'll give it a six. 
uh, on a scale of 1 to 18. Jeffy? Uh, you know, if I had some ice, maybe we'd give it a number. Okay. Some ice <laughs> All righty. We also wanted to take a look at uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's <laughs> new movie ice. about the Boston Marathon. Why would you need ice to get a uh, It's called Stronger. Oh, yes. Yeah, and it goes a little something like this. Listen up. This young lady here is running the marathon for bringing a women's hospital. So skip around to Stella and donate to a good cause. Yay! I'm going to be there at the finish line for you. I'm going to make a big sign for you. Doesn't show up for anything. <laughs> and then he shows up. There was an explosion, and your legs, they're gone, bro. Uh, talking to you, what are you doing? Dancing. You're trying to make a hero out of me. You need to tell your family what's going on with you. I can't do this. I can't, I can't, I can't do it. This is the first time you're in this week and you had three appointments. You just have to show up. Show for up. I showed up for you. You remind me of my son. He died. Helping you made me feel like I helped my son. And for that, I am grateful. You're grateful. You showed the world that they can't break us no matter what the hell they do. There was this time in the hospital when I, I just want to give up. Look at this! Boston hey, straw! And now, I just wanna live. I just want people to see how amazing my son is. I'm gonna walk, you know, I'm gonna walk with you again someday. Wow. That yeah. looks pretty powerful. That sure looks great. All right. 888-727-BECK. 888-727-BECK. It's uh, stronger. Comes out sometime. I guess we got something stupid coming up here to end the show. Is no, that true? I actually think it's right? the opposite. Uh, it is Ridiculous. Uh, it's, well, I... From the wonderful world of steel, which is why he's saying this. However, it's a real problem. Uh, it's it's a book about what's going on in our colleges right now, and oh, the wow. details of some of these stories will absolutely fascinate you. Is this the final show? Detroit, Alcatraz, Azkaban. These terrifying places have nothing on your college campus. An incredible one out of every five women will be sexually assaulted at college. At least that's what the horrific statistic you've heard over and 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 over again from the media will say. Here to tell us why this talking point is junk and so much more is author of this great book, The Campus Rape Frenzy, The Attack on Due Process at America's Universities, Stuart Taylor. Stuart, welcome to the program. 
Thanks very much for having me on. This book is incredible, um, and it, it it highlights some of the maybe the most obvious and, and offensive miscarriages of factual information maybe I've ever seen. Um, you talk about the one in five statistic. Uh, can you kind of walk people through why this is misleading and, and where did it come from? It's actually a fraudulent statistic, uh, I would say. Uh, the best, at best statistics uh, by the federal government Bureau of Justice Statistics would say maybe one in a hundred women who go to college is raped while there and maybe another two in a hundred are subjected to lesser sexual assaults, so that's maybe one in 40 total. Uh, where did one in five come from? Uh, people with agendas, beginning, including the Centers for Disease Control, the Washington Post, the Association of American Universities, no less, uh, have done surveys that are purposely rigged for the purpose of wildly overstating the number of rapes and sexual assaults. One way they do it is they never ask the women were you raped or were you sexually assaulted? Because they know the vast majority will say no, and that's not the answer they want. So they'll ask questions such as, uh, have you ever had sex when you were drunk? And if the answer is yes, they check the rape box. Have you ever been kissed when you didn't want to be kissed? And if the answer is yes, they check the sexual assault box. And there are other gimmicks, but those are the most blatant ones. I can say that you should go pick up this book, if nothing else, uh, for page 49. Page 49 right here walks you through every step of this statistic in this study. Um, and in fact, it ends, if I may quote the book, um, with uh, the actual lead author of the study who says, we don't think that the one in five is a nationally representative statistic. Even they are saying this isn't real. Um, and you go through this, this whole thing, and it's incredible. I mean, it, it really is amazing. And we get this kind of picture of college campuses as, I mean, these horrific places. But is rape at, uh, you know, on, on, at universities, is rape at universities even increasing right now? Or is it decreasing? Um. It's impossible to know, you know, if you only look back a year or two. But if you look back, for example, to 1997, because the t statistics take a while to ripen, then um, 1997 and 2013, the same Justice Department uh, studies that I mentioned show that the rape rate in campuses plunged by more than half. There were half as many rapes in 2013, at least according to these surveys, on campuses as they were in 1997. So certainly the trend for a while has been the rate's been going down. Now, I don't know exactly what it's done since, 2013, uh, since 2013 because there haven't been good studies. It's possible that it's gone up a little bit since then in terms of reports because there's been such a huge machinery at work to try and jump it up as far as they possibly can. Uh, and I guess, you know, what you're referring to here is the media focus and, and really national focus on this term rape culture, that it's not just a terrible person or a bad apple uh, here and there, one in a hundred, one in a thousand. It is uh, this culture where it's just okay. Guys at college are doing this all the time because it's the culture of the place and nobody cares. Where did this term rape culture come from and is there anything to it? 
It was concocted by extreme feminists back in the 80s or so, I think. I can't name any one person who originated, but they started using it uh, for the same, uh, you know, idea you just described, as in all these guys are sexual predators. That's the norm. They're encouraged by their frat brothers and their teammates. Now, that's nonsense. But what's even more nonsense is part of the rape culture narrative they've been selling is that the universities themselves are indifferent to victims of real rapes and are not are trying to cover them up. And that is just a complete inversion of reality. For quite a few years now, the universities, for various reasons, including pressure from the Obama administration, which is threatening to take their money away if they don't do what it wants, uh, they've been grotesquely, pervasively discriminated against accused males and in favor of, of, of accusers whether or not the evidence suggests they're really victims or something else. That's fascinating. Okay, so let's go into some of the ways that they're handling these uh, these cases. They seem, the, the pitch needs, seems to be right now that women who might be uh, you know, sexually assaulted or raped, God forbid, uh, should not necessarily go to the police and report it. They should go to the dean or some college court to litigate these things. Can you explain why they do this and is it at all effective? Uh, no, it's a, a very bad way to stop real rapists. And there are some real rapists. There's a serious rape problem on campus, off campus, always has been. Uh, but there isn't this crisis we're talking about. But one thing that makes the serious rape problem we have worse is that the universities and the Obama administration was here affirmatively discourage women from going to police. They don't tell them you can't, but the message they say is the police will be mean to you. They'll make, you know, they, they won't believe you. They'll, you'll be cross-examined. They'll ask you hard questions. Uh, and therefore, why don't you come to us? Because we know whoever you're accusing is guilty. We'll presume him guilty. We'll train the people who are going to decide his case, that women tell the truth and that accused men lie. And so that's the system. Now, why did they do this? Back in the 70s, when I was covering police districts for the Baltimore Sun, for example, it was true that a lot of cops did not really take rape seriously. And there were real victims who were kind of dissed and who were uh, given a hard time and disbelieved. Uh, that's not really true anymore, from what I can tell. From what I can tell, the police are being as humane as they can, and the prosecutors are, when women come to them with rape complaints. Uh, but what they're not doing, which is what the universities are doing and what the activists want done, is just saying, okay, so the accuser's telling the truth and the, accu and the accused guy is guilty, and let's not waste a whole lot of time on evidence. Hmm. I mean, that's, uh, you know, because, I mean, obviously everyone, I think Hillary Clinton said during the campaign, every woman deserves to be believed. And I think the real truth until there, until yeah. somebody said, "What about Bill?" Yeah, <laughs> very good point. Uh, but I mean, we all agree that every woman deserves to be taken seriously and treated with care in a situation like this. But you know, men have rights too in these situations. And if these things, I mean, you know, if you go through a college court system, what happens if you convict? They get expelled and they get to go rape somebody else. If it is a real rapist, you need them off the streets. And I don't understand how this approach helps anybody. If anything, it creates more victims. It does. They don't get them off the streets and, you know, and, and, and uh, channeling them away from law enforcement and towards these campus kangaroo courts makes places less safer in part for that reason. Also in part because 
over time, nobody's going to believe the campus kangaroo courts because they're so incredible and implausible. So a guy who's found guilty by the campus kangaroo courts, some of them are probably guilty, many of them are not, but there's going to be a general attitude of why should we believe them because they're phonying up so many cases. That's bad for real victims of rape. And so who benefits? Who benefits? Uh, extreme feminists benefit because they get their ideological charge and thousands of sex bureaucrats that are now employed by the colleges who hired them in many cases on the insistence of the Obama administration that they sort of staff up with sex bureaucrats so that they can police all the rules the Obama administration was declaring that they must follow. These people depend on this kangaroo court system for their livelihoods. They have an incentive to manufacture as many phony rapes as they can.